Boys, friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, uh, joined again by my friend and co-host, Sam. I was going to do a visual, that's you. Yeah, I'm I was going to do the Wayne's World, five, four, three, No, uh, Sam is not, uh, my my special guest co-host for uh, today. We're actually going to do two movies today for you guys. Because um, this is a glorious time of year, right? Like, we got through the summer blockbuster season, and now we have some really interesting movies hitting, fli- uh, hitting the theaters, right? Not that the summer blockbusters can't be interesting. But uh, <laughs> I've actually been on a heater, man. I've liked the last four or five movies I've seen in a row. I actually had to get the Regal Unlimited pass because I'm seeing so many movies again. Yep, uh, that's a great deal. I got that too, dude. I've gotten three times since last Thursday. Yeah, see, I got it. I did uh, Them That Follow, which you hated and I loved. Oh, yeah, we can talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll do that. <laughs> I'll make you do that some other time. Uh, okay. We did Good Boys, which it was the, that was the most I've laughed in a theater in years. Yeah, it was great. I was like, when's the last time you were at a theater and you laughed so hard that you were in physical like pain? And for me, I was like, it might have been This Is The End. Like, that one had me like... Yeah, This Is The End was good. Yeah, that one had me, like, hurting. I was just dying. But Good Boys was like that, right? It was that funny. And then we went and saw, to talk about today, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon and Ready or Not, which we'll do as two separate shows. I Man, the movies are both at the opposite ends of the spectrum, but uh, just full of that kind of... You know that energy and love that makes you excited about movies again? Yeah. Like, I left the theater and you're like... I do want to still make movies. I love it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I still definitely want to wa- keep watching movies. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Sammy's like, I feel pretty good about my choice to put my butt in a chair every week. <laughs> Especially I'm with here the Regal Unlimited and those reclining seats, dude. Yeah, oh, that's the thing. I found the hidden uh, Regal that even less people go to and has the giant chairs. Oh, I forgot. I did Hobbs and Shaw, too. I've been killing them on Regal Pass. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw was... Uh, and Scary uh, Stories. God damn, I've been on a tear. Scary story. I I want to go see scary stories. Actually, I might. That might it's be the good, next one. It's a good intro horror movie. It's kind of. It's almost the exact same as Goosebumps, uh, just with less comedy. A little bit less. Oh, comedy. The, it's good, I didn't though. ever see the Goosebumps movie. Yeah. Uh, Sam. Yes. We went to the theater and saw two movies. I'm going to do a dealer's choice here, since you are my guest host and making time for me. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, well, the uh, my project that I'm recording this in right now is called Ready or Not. So we probably should do Ready or Not. Oh, yeah, I would hate for you to have to rename your saved file. I might get, right. It might get confusing later, dude. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> All right, so here we go. Ready or not. See what I did there? Ready or not. Ready or not. Okay, ready so or not. for those of you who don't know, Ready or Not just hit theaters. Uh, the story of a young woman on her dream day, right? The wedding that she's always hoped for. Uh, raised in foster homes, excited to start her life. Next thing you know... The rich-ass white family she married into is trying to murder her. Of Sam, they are. What, were your, yes. <laughs> what were your initial thoughts uh, leaving the theater after Ready or Not? Besides, is that Margot Robbie's sister? Question mark? <laughs> oh, no. What I thought was, is that Elrond's daughter? Did you just Elrond Hubbard? No, no, no. Elrond uh, from Lord of the Rings, dude. Uh, what's oh, his name? Hugo Weaving? Yeah, isn't that his daughter? <laughs> I was like, I thought I had seen a picture of Elrond Hubbard, and that is not <laughs> what I would have guessed. The true Elrond, bro. 
Is that um, Hugo Weaving's daughter? I don't know. She I don't know. She looks exactly like Margot Robbie to me. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Uh, I, I don't she know. She was fantastic in this movie, by the way. Uh, Sam, what 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 are you thinking when you left the theater? Is this a thumbs up, thumbs down? What were some of your big takeaways? Uh, definitely a thumbs up. I loved... Uh, I mean, I, I liked the ending at first, but the more I, I looked back on it, I felt like it was kind of rushed. Spoilers, the by end. the way. All spoilers. Yeah. If you haven't seen Ready or Not, uh, pause this and come back when you have. This, po- uh, this podcast everything. would be horrible if we couldn't spoil anything. We'd be like, yeah, right? oh, yeah, remember that, remember that one scene? You know, um, we, we just talk about the trailer. Like, remember, there was this thing that happened. That was rad. No. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, right, it, so- it was awesome. Um, I was excited pretty much throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, the acting was great, like you said. She's awesome. Acting phenomenal. She had sure. some some crazy screams, which kind of took me out of the movie. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, everyone you was don't good. Like Brent... people in danger screaming. <laughs> it was just kind of like it's a little too much. Even even if you're getting murdered, don't scream like, you're like that. Come on, come on, lady. I know you're about to be murdered. Yeah. Come on, don't, <laughs> you know, come don't, on. don't make a fool of yourself. Yeah, toughen um, up. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> Adam Brody was awesome. The dude from the OC. Yeah. His character was great. Yeah, man. This was, I think you kind of did it for me too, or it's just, it was so fucking fun. Like the whole yeah, movie was. It was just exciting. The, the, the thing that I was most impressed with, with Ready or Not, is that this is, this is a, a game movie, right? So the entire premise of the movie is to set up some kind of game that we're going to play, right? Here are these people. They're trapped in a location. Uh, this is what they have to do to make it to the end of the movie. Now play. And this one, it has a bunch of those moments where the only criticism I would have is that a lot of characters' dialogue scenes are devoted to why are we still doing this, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's the old adage of a movie that I have to give you one suspension of disbelief, right? At minimum, any movie I watch, there's one time where I go, what? No. And I go, okay, fuck it. That's the story of this movie. Go with it. And this one does that, but then it kind of falls into this. People keep doing silly, illogical things, and they spend a lot of the movie trying to justify what we're watching. And I actually think they did a really good job to this effect, right? Because it's one of those movies where you're constantly like, well, this movie's over now. As soon as this thing happens, it's over. Like, run away. And they, they keep it going really well. And what they do is they say, hey, guys, we know that there is going to be some illogical horror movie moments, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can just – we'll do our best, and then if you guys can get past that logic jump, we are going to give you one of the most fun times you've had in a theater in a long time. And I think it's a, a bargain that really pans out for the audience in the end. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It's like uh, – it's almost like a throwback movie to like the 80s or 90s, like Death Becomes Her. Where it's like yeah, it's, right. it's not the same world that we're living in. It's a, it's a different world almost, even yeah. though it's it's not that hard to imagine rich people willing to kill other people to stay rich. I mean, isn't that what Adam Brody or Adrian Brody, whatever one he says, he goes, Adrian "The Brody. rich really are How different." How dare you? Adam Brody goes, "The rich really are different." The rich, re- <laughs> yeah, they really are different. I think that was kind of one of the big themes of this is uh, rich people suck. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely an audience for that nowadays, for sure. But not mm-hmm. even – it's so weird because the other element they add in, which I was not expecting, was the supernatural element. Yeah. Uh, and it gives it this really fun extra layer of the entire movie. You're like, oh, these people believe that their wealth is gotten from some kind of traveling gypsy-style salesman. 
who gave them this uh, paranormal, you know, game box. And that if they don't appease this guy, uh, bad things will befall them. And as the movie goes on, you're like, that's obviously fucking insane, right? But they believe it. So yeah. it adds this extra fun level of every time something happens as an audience member, you're saying, wait, is this a curse? Or is this a self-fulfilling prophecy where these rich people believe it so much that they are, in fact, manifesting it? Exactly. Yeah, one, and I, one I, the same I think almost. they just did such a good job of building out the world. Because, again, I understand as soon as the doors are unlocked, the movie's over, right? That was my one takeaway, too, is I was like – Well, not really. I, I, I would take this gamble. Like, I would marry into that family because I'd go, okay, there's one kind of big, fat, softy, an alcoholic, tiny guy, some old people. You're like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill all these people <laughs> and take that money. I was yeah. like, I would just hide in the room. And when she grabbed the gun, I was like, I would also grab a sword and an axe. Right. And be like, all right, fat crossbow guy, you missed me with one bolt. Now I'm going to fucking murder you. And I'm going to be in charge of the devil board game company. So they did a good job of keeping it fun and interesting, even though. Because I, what they did is instead of turning this into the purge, right, where it's these militant rich people hunting her down. It becomes sort of a, a almost like a throwback screwball comedy, right? It becomes this comedy of errors. Yeah. Where, because it is one of those, you're like, if you knew this day was coming, right? They said it had only been, what, 18 months? I would have been in the back. I would have known which weapon was mine, and I would have been in the backyard, Joe Rogan style, shooting targets with a bow and arrow. Wait, what are you talking you know? about? I would have been what, doing some push ups. What are you talking about, 18 months? I don't remember that part. Because they said it was like a really fast snap decision wedding, right? Yeah, but they do. So you did. You did understand the whole reason why the guy didn't tell her about it was because chances were she wouldn't have to play the game, and then they'd just be a normal family. Well, he'd have to play the game, but she probably would have gotten. That's the other thing. They didn't tell us how many games were available. Like, what are the percentages of this? Well, All we know is that the uh, grandmother figure or the aunt. She was the aunt. Sorry, mm -hmm. she's the only one that any of them have ever seen have to play this game. And, and her that, husband was killed in the opening of the movie. And that was like 40 years before this. Yeah, and the, and we've seen at least, I think there's only two other marriages, and then the mom and dad, so three marriages we would have seen prior to this. So what we know is that <laughs> they say never, but two out of five people have happened. There's a 40% chance you're playing the murder game, <laughs> right? Before this movie, there's a 25% chance you're playing the murder game. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, right? but would you tell her, though? That's the thing. Well, this is because, you know, Adam Brody says that, that he told his wife, and then and she was still. just like, fine. She yeah. did what I did, where she's, like, doing the math, and she's like, all right, this is a lot of fucking money. This is the life. I mean, this is Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, right? If you could go into the world of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and they said, hey, man, all you got to do is kill one of these five kids, and you can go to the Chocolate Factory and have a chance to win that, I would murder one of those other kids. Damn, dude. <laughs> you know, I would murder them and steal the gold ticket. See, this uh, movie got me up. You know, we're gamers, dude. We love all games and all competing to win. This will get my juices flowing. I would honestly look at these soft ass, like, 1% of 1%ers and say, <laughs> I'm taking that loot, right? This yeah. isn't Catan. We're not giving sheep and wood. This is risk. <sighs> and I'm storming Mexico right now, and I'm taking this for mine. <laughs> That's what would happen. I would have been stoked. So I would have been just like her. But what they do, and again, this is part of their their clever. They constantly are covering what they know we're going to be saying as an audience, like bullshit. Mm -hmm. But there there is some weird math by the end of the movie about the main guy, right? Because so he asked her to marry him because 
it's important for her to have a family because she was raised in foster care, right? Yep. And what he says to her, which I found to be one of the funnier lines by the end of the movie is, if I didn't propose, you would have left me. And I'm like, well, bitch, it's only been 18 months. Like, I mean, well, she would have stayed for a while longer, right? I don't know. I mean, he probably should have just told her. for like 11 years before we got engaged. I guarantee one thing, though. If he would have just, well, she probably would have thought he was crazy. But why didn't, why wasn't he just like, hey, if you marry me, we got to go through this whole thing where you could possibly die. <laughs> why don't we just date? Yeah. Why do you keep giving me Krav Maga classes for all of our gift-giving exchanges? Also, yeah, what, yeah, a, no. what a douche, dude. He should have told her. That way she could have at least but prepared, like you said. if he like had told said. her, would she believe him even? Maybe don't. Well, I mean, did, did you even believe him once it all started? Like, Well, the other thing they do by the end of the movie is they add this extra wrinkle of, because I thought about the ethics of what he was doing, right? Which is, so he knows that he's going and has a better than 50% chance that they won't have to kill her. All of that's good, right? Mm, yeah. If she's chosen, he knows he's going to fight to help free her, which could lead to the family killing him inadvertently, and he still doesn't have her and puts her through a traumatic experience. So it's a bit of a a gamble, right, as to should he have ever even put her through this? But then they add the lair, right, where he starts wondering because that the aunt says it right of my only regret of the night my husband was killed is that it wasn't me mm. do you think he looked at this as a win-win that either he could kill her or have her and those are the only two outcomes no i think he thought that the thing do that... you think he earnestly was in love with her and thought it would all be good first or did he have this backup or i can just kill her at the end well, I think he originally just thought she was going to get lucky, and he didn't want to lose her. He was afraid she was going to leave him. And then right. uh, once it all went down, I think that's when his arc started, and he slowly started realizing, oh, shit, even at the end. So uh, you believe that he did earnestly want to have a good life with her? I think and at the he beginning, he would have yeah. left the family, yeah. And then he saw I mean, his, his badass mansion and was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. I kind of wondered about him from the start because he was the one that got hidden in the cupboard. Mm. right so i was like okay so he kind of has a see no evil mentality if you know this game is happening because this was like the other question i had is why even ask her to marry her just like hang out well they say that if he had it she would have left so that's what i mean they did a good job of giving me enough to say okay all right i think i think they just wanted you to say hey don't think about this logically these people are different than you like these sure, are rich. But what I think, I think they did a good job of covering those gaps, but I think they wanted us to believe that somewhere deep inside of him, this was his, I think he did this as a test for himself, mm. right? Where either I will get the life I want and I'll leave my family, or maybe I do want to be a part of this family. You know what I mean? And I'll cut ties with this world that I've been out in. Because they do that, that great scene I love is when him and his mother are talking. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, you wouldn't have had her draw a card if you didn't believe in this curse and all this other stuff. Don't tell me that someone who's known you for 18 months knows you better than your own mother. Ooh. And I was like, fuck. As soon as she did that, I was like, she fucking knows. She knows. She knows this motherfucker wants to murder. <laughs> like, I honestly think, I honestly think this was a test for him as much as for her. I think he went back and classic his his whole family talks about it, right? His mm-hmm. dad is constantly doing the coin flip, heads or tails, right? His brother is like, I'll give you a sporting chance to run, I'll give you ten seconds. I think he's playing this out as a game of chance in his head, right? 
And I think he's like, I'm proverbially flipping the coin by choosing to bring her here and have a marriage. Yeah. So I do see him a little bit as this almost Damien figure in the movie. As Damien? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Right? Like this prodigal child who comes back oh, and he's right, like, right, you know right. what? I am pretty I'm pretty cool with the Satan stuff. I'm back. And that's that makes sense because at the end they're saying that he's supposed to take over the family. You right, know? well that's what she said, right? It's like yep. he is more like me. He should be the one in charge. He'll be in charge of this this devil clan, right? Uh so that's what I mean. It's it's full of all these extra layer because they do such a good job of filling in all of these these cracks that we think we have they actually add a lot of extra fun area to explore i thought in the movie yeah because every time i watch it now i'm going to be like is this motherfucker in from jump street <laughs> like does he know and it's funny because we are trained to think that brody's character is not good yeah but he's the one who does all of the heroic acts. they almost the movie, have they have opposite arcs just about yeah because he saves his brother at the start and he's like i'll look at this but then he calls and rats out that dude which is shitty yeah right but he does it to you know kind of protect well i mean not even protect his brother they're not going to kill his brother that part i don't i guess i don't understand but you know he's trying to protect his brother well they're they're protecting their family because of the curse right but that's what i mean there's no reason to hide his brother they're not going to kill the brother Right, unless he thinks his uncle might do it. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. He's he's hiding him so he doesn't have to see the guy die, or right wounded. So whatever. then, but then we find out later that they definitely saw them die and have been doing goat murder rituals for a long time. <laughs> yeah, so this is a fucked up family. Yeah, it but does make you think he was fucked one, up to begin with, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's the only one who seemingly is kind of heroic, which is fun because he he constantly keeps saying he's a coward, and every time he does the wrong thing. His father's also there watching over him. So we never know in any scene why he is doing what he's doing. Is he the good guy? Is he the bad guy? He knows he's being you, watched. You don't know. And by the end, he makes a choice to do what he thinks is right. You know, as he says, I just knew that eventually someone was going to have to burn it all down. Mm-hmm. So I think what's funny is that the whole movie plays in this kind of gray area, right? You see a lot of this characters who aren't rich trying to feast upon each other to become rich. And then the rich people are willing to just keep feasting upon these, you know, subhumans as they see them, which is it's really fun. It's a really fun movie. Yeah, I agree, dude. Um, Do you think you could be like how much money do you think it would take you to do something like that? Fifty grand. (laughs) Fifty grand. (laughs) For 50 grand, I could fuck up every person in this movie. I'm convinced. How much they money? They have to have a baseball bat or something around. I would fuck up everyone in this movie and take the money. Hmm. Well, you know, then the- I could. Well, it's it's funny because I have to think about in my real world scenario without my wife and kids, fifty grand, right? <laughs> With them, fifty grand. Yeah, I mean, Dude, I mean you, could work, you could just work. You could just work for you're a year. You're talking about a board game empire. Yeah. They have like multiple leather bound edition rooms. They have a music room. This is a lot of fucking money. So if I did this, they have four. In, they have fucking, four sports teams, apparently. Yeah, exactly. I kill all these fools in this movie. Not one of these people is someone that I shouldn't be able to kill in the course of nature. And then I get to be like, oh, they're all dead. You know, I'm sitting outside smoking. Like I was a victim here too. Hey, uh, Hunter, Logan, Amy, come over here. Now the Griffies <laughs> have a board game. My empire. real family. But also, I mean, dude, you know, you have to do that if you're a good father and protector. You have to take that challenge, right? But you know you it didn't. It didn't. Well, no, because it didn't end well for her. It's it's not going to end well for her. But she didn't make a deal with the devil. 
Yeah, now but... she just gets all the real world. No, 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 she gets she goes to prison, dude. They can't prove she did anything. They don't need to, man. You don't think those people? All had... that physical evidence is gone. She has a fucking bullet hole in her hand, right? Yeah. They would say, "Why are you covered in other people's blood?" All she has to do is be like, "Hey, someone else went ape shit." Yeah, because that's believable. We don't know dude. where he is. Whatever. Okay, so all right. wait. So, let me do this. Let uh, me do this as a lawyer, right? Let okay. me present you two stories. Yeah. So this woman, who is a person of foster care, never had a family, yeah. no criminal background, marries the man of her dreams, and now is going to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Kills him and their entire in-laws and burns down all of the wealth she could have had on her wedding night. Yeah. Or a jilted lover came back and did that to her. It doesn't make sense for her to do it herself. No jury would buy that she did this. Ah, uh, dude, I think you're definitely wrong about that. Imagine if one of the craft, but what? No, what? Imagine one of the craft sons or daughters, the <laughs> Patriots people. Um, okay. imagine they were gonna marry some orphan that no one had right. ever heard of. They have a wedding at their retreat. Yeah, everyone, including the fucking servants, are murdered, and she's sitting. Right. On the front stairs, smoking a cigarette, not really acting freaked out or anything. When the cops pull up, you don't think Here's what you don't think she's know. going to prison? Here's what they would know, because she could even tell them, "Hey, they were all in a fucking cult. They dumped the servants in the goat pit, and they would have no forensic evidence of her being involved in that." That's a good point. Except the for her fingerprints are base. all over it. No, man. no, they're not. Not in her. They she, weren't down there when she fell in the goat pit. Oh, you're right. She could just say, hey, I fell down there. But, you know, that's because this fucking kid shot me in the hand. Little fucking Georgie. But that's what I mean. That that room would survive. There's a goat murder thing. And it would have the bolt from the crossbow in that lady's face still that has the brother-in-law and the other sister's fingerprints all over it and Brody's fingerprints, but not hers. All right. She she might get away with it. I don't think she's going to get the money, though. I think she gets though. away with it, and because she legally married him. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, though. stand to have a claim it doesn't on work that whatever's way. left. It, it doesn't work that way with uh, weddings. You can't get – if you get married, I think it's got to be like six months or something before you can actually inherit your spouse's wealth. What? No. Yeah, you can't just marry them and kill them and then get all their money same day. She didn't kill them. I'm just saying, but that's why Let's you can't. Let's say you got married, and then your spouse died in a car accident the next day. They still have to pay your ass? No. Why not? No, dude. That's not something you did. That's exactly why you have life insurance, as long as you're listed as the beneficiary. Well, I know, but the whole idea of you getting someone's money... Yeah, you, if you're listed as the beneficiary, I guess. These rich people have an army of lawyers. That was all taken care of before this movie started. You mean the prenup was signed? No, I think everything. I think they signed that he would get whatever she had because they know she could get murdered. You like, think hey, that's we part of that it? Twenty grand, dude. The rich are dude. not going to leave twenty grand out there. The well, rich just keep gobbling it up. That's also why this is weird because, like, wh- what was their plan? They were just going to say she disappeared. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that was the funny thing when they showed the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, wedding party. Yeah. I was like, wait, is this all the groom's side? Like, where's her side? And then I was like, oh, she was raised by foster parents. So there weren't, like, two people that looked exactly like her. In the but also row. she had no friends or anything? That, like, Yeah, they said that he, they had been stalking her on Instagram. So a lot of people would know. 
And again, where is she going to run? But I think, but again, this is part of the cleverness of the movie. I think what they say in that regard is that by appeasing uh, this old gypsy board game lover, uh, this satanic gypsy board game lover, he would make sure that they're immune from this kind of stuff. Um, right? Because what they say by the end of the movie is that none of this is coincidence or luck. It's all because they put the work in to appease this old spirit. So, of course, they'll get away with murder. That makes sense then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, plus, again, they're rich enough. You can just pay your way out of murders. Jeffrey Epstein. Like, they'll did. be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, right? <laughs> so that's, yeah, I don't you know. You think I that think dude's really dead? He's not dead, man. Come on. Kent Murphy says he is. Gone forever, Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein. <laughs> Gone forever to Australia, maybe. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Him and Michael Jackson are just by, hanging out on some. By the way, dude, uh, she is island. She is Elrond's niece. Oh, I, I looked it up. Nice. I looked it up while you were talking. She was so good, man. Everyone in this movie, the cast was phenomenal. And this is another thing. The games that they played, the set pieces were so fun. I didn't care because as soon as they unlocked the door, I was like, fuck. Right. I was like, movie's over now. So I was like, they're not track stars. Like, they even did the thing where she forced her way through the fence, which was amazing. She gets out, a car drives past her, and she runs into the woods. Why does she ever come out into a clearing where a car can drive? Just keep staying in the woods. No. She gets in the car and drives away. You know, how did they already report that car stolen to shut it down? How did that guy catch up with the car? Yeah, that was creepy when the OnStar guy's like, sorry, I must shut down your car. And it sounded like Brody's voice. I think he was doing it on purpose. He was fucking with her. One also also like, you're like, that's what I mean. But you're like, this doesn't make enough sense, but it's so fucking fun. Because then we get the scene where the family's watching on Skype. And for some reason, they continue to watch as he starts belting out, yeah, 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 yeah. They just keep watching him while he's driving and watch him get murdered by her. He loves, like, yeah, he loves yeah, his music, that's a great dude. Scene. He loves his music. I know, but I'm like, why are they still on the phone? Like, they would have been like, oh, good. You got her? And hang up. They're and not go meet her. Yeah. Unless she started moving early enough, I get. But it, that's what I mean. It's like, I don't care about logic, this and that. It was fucking fun. Also, what, how, what crazy constitution does this chick have that she gets tranked and then wakes up like five minutes later? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, what did they shoot her with? Like a she squirrel only had tranquilizer? She kicks. She had to do what? She only did two kicks. It's not like she was like arm wrestling like a whole like over the top. She was just kicking him. Yeah. I don't know, man. But then she was in a serious car accident. She's no, she's tough. very she's super powerful. By the end of the movie, she just gets stabbed in the shoulder and they all go, Ew, gross. And she runs rah, rah. She's yeah. like in the corner <laughs> with the knife. I'm like, Oh, you fucked she up. She does now. her like Xena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's gone full feral. <laughs> and you guys are grossed out by an arm wound? You've been murdering all night. That was yeah. fucking funny, man. No, that was funny. And then they all explode. But no, I, I liked – I, I really liked uh, the way they played this out. And it, there's just stuff in this movie. I was like, when she ripped her dress and they did the pan up from, like, the yellow chucks all the way up, I was like, this is iconic. You're going to see this at conventions now. People are going to love this. Yeah, I wish so that – I, mean. I, w- I wish the gun would have worked, though. That would have been cool if she just – it would have been She should have got one shot. She should have got one shot, yeah. One shot to just obliterate Just blast someone. that, dude. But um, I think guns are less fun, right? All the other kills in this you have to really work for. Uh, there's a lot of those, too. And this is the other reason why I think her husband was actually kind of a bad guy from the start. He had his dad. You kill your dad, this is over. And what, he didn't do it. He was also in the weapon room and didn't take a weapon to help fight his family off. 
Remember in the security room when he unlocks the doors and breaks the cameras? Oh. He has his old ass dead by the throat. He could have easily murdered him. Yeah, he like knocks him out or something, right? Yeah, and then he lets go and he, you know, his brother distracts him, quote hmm. unquote. And uh, the dad brains him. But it's like he didn't grab a weapon. He didn't kill his dad when he had the chance. I think he's testing himself. And he's going to let her decide. Well, if she lives, Well, cool. and also I think he's just kind of a weak man because yeah, because of well, how— he's constantly going to his brother, too. He's constantly going to his brother. His brother's looking out for him. Even at the end when he's about to die, he's, like, begging her to help him. So he's not a very powerful guy to begin That's with. That's what I mean. These people have all grown up with privilege. None of them are going to be tough enough to have this game. This is why every one of us, they should start the Hunger Games, but instead of, like, sad like that movie where a bunch of people die— they just take one of us, like, all right, uh, if you put your name in the house, you get to go stay in the house of some, like, one of the top ten richest people in the world, and if you can kill them all by morning, you get their shit. <laughs> and then I'll be like, I'll take Bezos. There's one less in the house now. <laughs> His Bezos. wife is fucking gone. <laughs> Dude, Bezos, Bezos, Bezos is on that HGH, like, though. He might fuck you up. I mean, all of them could. All of them, <laughs> all of them fucking could. Yeah, they might not all have an old... Uh, you know, sailor pirate ghost to make them use axes. Some of them might be like, yeah, I'm a one percenter. I can afford real machine guns. And I'd be like, hell, I fucked up. I made a really big mistake right now. Well, dude, that was another cool part. Like, uh, I was like, I have chucks. I can wear a dress. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, shit. What was I going to say? I was going to say, uh, oh yeah, they kept coming up with excuses about like how th- they're trying to do this traditionally. So they're like, yeah. we, we got to use these old weapons. We can't use any cameras, and then slowly throughout the movie, they're like, well, maybe we can turn the cameras on. But this is what I mean. That plays into the the game of the paranormal, right? Yeah, and it makes oh, you think that they're, they're just faking it, yeah. This isn't yeah, a real thing. And then thing. by the end, I love, because they're like, oh, no, this is all the way paranormal. Uh, when the grandma's like, I don't care if it's done, I'll kill the girl. Ah! And she fucking explodes like a water balloon. <laughs> you know what I thought that was? I thought that was Adam Brody somehow crawled back in there and shot her. I was like, yeah. what, what the oh fuck just God. happened? We totally brushed over the Adam Brody death. Oh, I think yeah. it's one of the most brilliant moments in the film is that – so he makes everyone drink uh, hydrochloric acid, mm-hmm. gets her out, and his wife shoots him in the fucking neck, right? Yep. She runs over and beats the fuck out of Charity. She's Char- comforting him I love as he her dies name too, leaves. by the way. Her name yeah, is Charity, right? Super hot. <laughs> you know, he definitely yeah. – that's definitely a stage name. <laughs> but uh, so she – he comes down and finds his brother dead. Mm-hmm. And it's this really great moment where now he's confronted with, I wanted her to live, but is he mad that she killed his brother? Right? I think so, yeah. So they give him this kind of moral out where he can now bargain with himself more. I think he'd already made that decision. Well, I th- but it's a brilliant scene to add is that the brother sacrifices himself in a way to help save her and stop this ritual and inadvertently might have become the game piece that, that ended continues it, yeah. the ritual and sends his brother down this terrible path. I thought that was brilliant. Or the game I piece that, that actually movie. does end it. That's right. I mean, he's the one who lights it on fire, essentially. Um, uh, but yeah, so the blood bags. What'd you, make, what'd you think of this when this movie went full paranormal? Well, I was going to say another thing, too, is I don't think it was so much that she killed his brother because I think he could just tell from that scene that Charity killed his brother. And uh, the thing that really set him off, I think, was when he walked into the room and he saw that she had smashed his mother's face. Oh, yeah. She That's what really set him, him off. Up. 
Yeah, that's a bad one. Because he just pauses and looks at her, and then he's like, I'm, that would, I'm that sorry. That would be hard to see. Yeah, that would be pretty and rough, it's funny because he even says, given the choice, I would choose her over you guys. And that is not what he did. His that mom is... was right. Well, no, no, His no, 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 right. no, no. So he did, but this is this is another thing where I feel like he's a weak guy because he's will, he's ready to choose her. If you look closely at that scene, he starts walking towards her to uh, give her a hug, and she says, I just need a minute. I just need a minute. And then he realizes, uh, oh, she's never going to take me back. And she says, you are not going to stay with me after this, right? Yeah, you're not going to stay with and me after like, this. And that's, no, no, that's what, head. that's what, dis- like, that's, of course not. <laughs> but also, chick, just pretend, you know? I don't know. But I think she should have been faking it like, of course. Should well, be- that's what I thought about him. I was like, if he was really the good guy, right, this knight in shining armor, when his parents said, hey, what are you doing? He'd have been like, you guys are right. I'm ready to murder. And then just take these yeah. handcuffs off me. And then murdered his family. Or at least <laughs> knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> this guy's in on it the whole time. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was kind of a cabin in the woods effect, right? When it switches full paranormal, where you're like, we've been doing this one kind of movie the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then, bam! So they actually explode everyone in the family. I thought it was a classy choice to send the two kids in the hallway before their little water balloon explosions. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved, I, wa- I loved watching everyone fucking blow up. Mm-hmm. And her standing there, she starts to laugh, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was, it was fucking And she brilliant. gets a little piece of ear on her. Yeah, and the meat's like falling <laughs> yeah. from the ceiling. And then as the place is beginning to burn, she sees the fucking pirate ghost in the chair. Mm-hmm. And I, what did she say? She just goes, fuck. She, like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, fuck. It was so funny because she never becomes like fully melodramatic and hysterical. She just kind of like, can you believe this fucking shit that I'm in? I thought it was so cool, man. And that final shot of her just walking outside with the blaze everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, lighting a cigarette. Even the last line, in-laws, I was like, all right, one extra joke for the road. That was kind of cool. I just thought it, it was just fucking cool, man. It just felt slick and cool, and I was digging it, man. I like sitting in that world. It's a grimy, satanic world, but I dug it. Yeah, it reminded me of like a 90s dark comedy kind of. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It definitely has roots back to some screwball comedy, you know, mm-hmm. those like 30s and 40s kind of thing, or 40s, I guess, mostly. The 1940s? But, uh, yeah, mm. you know, His Girl Friday stuff, fast talking, lots of jokes, Bef- running around amongst rich people. Before my time, bro. Man, you got to go back, man. You got to go back. If I, I know you well enough, Sam. If you were to become uh, the head of Games Workshop or some other gaming company, and all you had to do was survive... Uh, your now wife's rich, rich in-laws that don't train in fighting. Are you taking that bet? No. What, you, you know what yourself? I'm going to do, dude? This is another thing that's stupid is just make a rule that no one in your family gets married. That's all you got to do. But Th- they think they have to. You have to play by his rules. Because he even yells at his grandfather's painting, remember? He's like, really? This is your negotiation? You couldn't negotiate out the extermination clause? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's basically signifying that they were bad businessmen in that family. And well, then, they also talked about how uh, a couple other people had tried to elope or not get married and follow the rituals, and, and they, they died, died horrible deaths the next day. Yeah, that's true. That's what I mean. There's a lot of – any movie that's set up as a game, right? Yeah. It has a lot of struggles. There are a lot of leaps of logic in this and that. And what the filmmakers have to do is say, we know, we know that you would just keep running. You wouldn't stop and think and come back. Like, we get it. You wouldn't stop in the goat barn. You'd fucking run for the hills. We get it. 
But push that down, and we promise we'll make it worth your while. And that is what Ready or Not does best. Every scene, if you can just go with it, ride the wave, right? Mm -hmm. It pays off big. Almost every scene pays off above what you're hoping for. Yeah, just and don't I think, don't think too much about movie. it. Don't, yeah. but don't. I mean, you have to give every movie one, and this movie's one is just spread out over like 15 scenes. <laughs> it's like, right? 15, you have to give it 15. Because every scene, you have to give it the same one where you're like, no way. But then you're like, all right, that's the one. Like, we have to believe that this game is happening in this world. And it's such a big house, too. It's like, you could probably find somewhere to hide where they wouldn't be able to find you. Even it, I actually thought the dumbwaiter was good. Once she's on the roof, I'm like, yeah, I'm just staying on the roof. Just stay on the roof with a big metal pipe or something. One of the chimneys that's not lit, climb up that and just wait. Like, <laughs> these people don't seem super with it. Well, and that's the other thing is you don't, like, they did a good job of making you not believe that the people were actually going to die at the end. So you didn't yeah. know how long she would actually have to wait if she was going to try to hide. Neither did she. But, I mean, I honestly thought by the end that that was our twist is that these Satanists were going to get her. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe something would happen. Oh, they didn't follow all the rules of the ritual, so maybe they get it too. But I thought this was going to be some kind of all these people are kind of in this for the wrong reasons. And that's problem, except for the old saving grace, right? Like she, she seemingly was there for the right reasons and she gets to live. Even little fuckhead Georgie had to go. Fuckhead Georgie. He's out there shooting people in the fucking Satan Black Phillip barn. <laughs> Yeah, the kids were weird. I liked the yeah. husband though. I liked the uh, the coke chick's husband. Oh he yeah, was he was funny. The, the very first scene where he's like, "All right, so we're just gonna we're just gonna get out of here, right?" Like, yeah, like, right. Well, I also like when he's like, "Fitch, don't be a bitch, don't be a <laughs> don't bitch, be Fitch," a and he's smacking himself. I was like, "This fucking." And then when he's just texting his, "What's up, dog?" <laughs> Family shit. And I was Family like, shit. "Yeah, this frat bro just wandered into like the most." unbelievably horrible night of events yeah all the characters because even awesome. at the start he's like oh i just can't fly commercial anymore am i right yeah and i'm like how long have you been this rich man like Couple you are months. definitely again he's a veruca salt or augustus gloop he's one of the bad kids in the factory mm. i would definitely take their lunch and rule the uh, chocolate factory myself Dude. that would be my plan and uh this is pretty cool because this the guys that did this movie the directors they were the they did some you remember that show VHS the movie yeah they did yeah. a couple segments of that but other than that this is kind of like their breakout movie this is the big one I think this is going it's to become job, one yeah. of those like cult classic movies yeah this will be like a, this is a great midnight kind of movie right like those midnight screenings people love I I'll watch this movie again I can't wait to show it to other people I know who uh you know kind of like some fun gory movie um I knew as soon as she was climbing the ladder and she put her bullet hole over the nail. Uh, yeah. I saw that coming. The moment they showed the nail, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, do it, do it. The moment she did it, I was like, this movie's so fucking cool. I was like, I love this that's shit. That's what you like? That's, I love it. That's I what did it for that you? Scene. <laughs> no, I mean, I was in early. I just liked everything. I liked uh, the way Grace wasn't just like some typical swooning bride. Like, you know, she seemed like, yeah, I would, I would have a beer with this girl. I bet she's hilarious, man. Yeah, she's uh, right. You know, there's no foo foo ness or like, oh, no damsel in distress. She was just cool as hell. And when the time came to rip that dress and start kicking ass, she did. I, ad I adored everything about this movie, man. And again, I think something that makes every scene you have to go, that wouldn't happen. And they still make you fucking buy in every goddamn scene. That's shockingly impressive to me. Yeah. 
So uh-huh. big thumbs up. You never answered my question, though. Would you murder? Would you fight your way through a mansion to become the head of a board game empire? Nah, dude. That sounds like... Both of those scenarios sound like too much work. I don't want to be ahead of anything. So you're just going to stay down there in your lowly lot in life while I'm up there running the world? Uh, I live on the third floor, bro. Shit. I'll you done made it. I live on the third floor and you I got my own. You done made it already. I got my own one-bedroom <laughs> apartment and I just paid off my student loans. Don't need no dude, board games. I could see in the background you have a bookshelf. You, you've you already done it, dude. Dude, yeah. The opulence of your life is sick. <laughs> see, check out how, oh, how big my TV is. Can you see that? Oh, where I need one of those DJ Khaled. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, dude. What more do you need? You don't. I don't. That's that's the thing about being rich that I never understood is yeah, you get all this money, but you're busy all the fucking time, right? Man, those people weren't busy, huh? They're just like, oh, we'll take an entire night off to murder, dude. They, they literally busy. one of the, the guys thing- like I have eight rounds tomorrow morning or a round of golf at eight a.m. He's not doing shit. Well, yeah, but that's where he does you his think meetings. Any of dude. those motherfuckers are working. Yeah, he's meeting with people while he's playing golf. You know what I just realized? We have two actresses that should have been in this movie: hmm. uh, Rooney and Kate Mara. Their parents owned the Giants. Oh, really? And Rooney Mara is named because one of her grandparents owned the Steelers, the Rooney family. Yeah. And she's from the family that owns the Giants. How did she not get this role? I always thought they were like French or something. She was probably like, oh, shit. No, the Mara family that owns the Giants. Do you think Rooney Mara was like, yeah, I already did that when I got married. I don't want to rehash old experiences. (laughs) Yeah, her first husband was killed, actually. (laughs) Yeah, her first husband. She's like, yeah, I liked him, but, you know. He didn't. He didn't make it. Sorry. Her, her her first husband was Heath Ledger. <laughs> Dark. Mm. I was gonna make an Eli Manning joke, but that's cool. We'll just throw some dirt on Heath Ledger. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. Uh, we it. hope you went out to the theater uh, to see Ready or Not, and we hope you loved it as much as we did. Guys, if you could take a moment, if you find us on iTunes, leave a rating and review, please. Share the pod with your movie loving friends. You can find us on YouTube, the Film Alchemist podcast over at the Chubby Mansion. The Chubby Please Mansion. Uh, subscribe. Yeah, the Chubby Mansion. That's where my my uh, alter ego lives with Black Phillip. Oh, wait. That's either here nor there, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so stick with us, guys. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon up next. Peace. Peace. Peace.